Previously last week, the investigators made their way about town from the stimulating silhouette to the fine dining of the Gormilia Platzt. Under the vaulted ceiling, they examined the mysterious dossier contents with Alistair Crowley, an eccentric but polite occultist who unveiled more information about the woman in the 8x10 glossy photograph. While you were vaguely aware of the Countess Esterhazy's history in film, the rotund Englishman fingered her as a worshipper of the triple-headed goddess Hecate. Armed with this clue, the team proceeded to the Prussian State Library from... which... in which they found the infamous Hammer of Witches. Mika found the Greek god associated with darkness, crossroads, and the mood as the patron of these witches. As you made your way from the library, a hideous cacophony exploded through every wing window as ducks rained from the sky, piling up in the streets to the knees like feathery snowdrifts. As you exited the library and returned back home to the church, you walked through these cleared trenches back home. Redwood's gonna roll real quick to see if he has a uh, uh, previously unknown fear of ducks. Shoo! No, ducks are okay. They're good. Um, They're fine. I was, gonna I was gonna grab one of them to examine. Yeah, let's grab two back. of them. Please. You guys leave, you grab a couple of the ducks for further examination in the mortuary and return back to the Church of Starry Wisdom. I leave for one goddamn session and you guys blow up the library. It wasn't our fault. There was just, like a lot of things that happened. It just right, exploded. Though. What do you mean it just exploded? It just exploded, yeah, dude. We were going... Happened. We were walking out of the library because we were researching. I was researching. And... what? Well, well, yeah. And then the ducks just exploded into the library, outside the library, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is a perfectly reasonable thing that could happen, obviously. I don't know why you're making this such a big deal of it. All right. Things go in hand, right? Hello. Hey, look who waltzes oh, yeah. in here 13 minutes late. Is this motherfucker? Hey. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, baby? You sound depressed. Is everything okay, Or, or sick. Horse. Horse, where are you, horse? <laughs> I'm actually here. We're good to go. Hello. So he's hiding. Oh. I had to get my coffee. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> actually, if it's for coffee, I'll excuse it. Yeah, I even made my own um, syrup just to get this coffee perfect. Mm. Somehow I don't trust horror. I don't trust Dark God's homemade syrup. I oh put boy. maple syrup in my coffee too. It's hey, not good at all. I get my coffee straight from the sink of Flint Michigan. Straight Michigan. from the cow. Oh my straight God. from the teat. <laughs> yeah, you know what's great with coffee? <laughs> Heavy metals. Mmm. Yeah. Tasty. You get your daily oh, dose yeah. and the other minerals. Oh boy. Bishop, That's what are you doing as the camera pans to you here at the Church of the Starry Wisdom? 
Me? Mm. You are Bishop. Right. I am right now looking at... I am walking down the hallway with my dog, Faithful Panion, walking by my side as we walk towards a door. It doesn't even look like a door. It actually looks like a wall. And I tap on it. And then it opens up mysteriously. And then I walk in, closes behind me. And I look at our prisoner. Hi, are you having fun? Hope you're enjoying your stay here. Water, please. I'm so thirsty. I'm happy to, but you need to tell us what I want to know. Please, I... This is what you want to know. I'll tell you anything. I want to know... All everybody that's in charge of your organization. I want to know where all their bases are. I want to know how many people you have under your control. I want to know where you shit, where you eat, where you sleep. I want to know every fucking thing. But before you answer, before you answer, give me a second. And I, 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 uh, oh no, I I call into the, I call in for the. I have a little bit few friends that came here to visit you today. They're, oh my they're, God. they're a bit uh, excited. Not the Girl Scouts. Don't do it. <laughs> and then I knocked the door and let, let the maids come in. Don't want any thinments. Bringing in yeah. several instruments of torture, they enter and start arranging the different tools. When you hear out the door. Hmm. Interesting. Ladies, take care of him. Get all the information you need. I need, sorry, let me rephrase it. I need. And then some. I'll be right back. And I'll walk. And I'll let the maids open the door for me as I walk out. With yes, the Bishop, someone's at the door! Yes, sir. Bishop! And I head to the door. Coming back out of the secret area, you head downstairs and see waiting in the foyer. Walking in, led by a member of the cult, strides an all-too-confident swagger of a young man in a group of other young men. Equal parts arrogance and ignorance, he saunters up to... Walking right past you, Bishop, over to the Prophet, swinging the bat from his shoulders, placing the tip on the floor, and copying a quick feel with the other hand. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. What are you copying a feel of? (laughs) His bat. Oh, if I, okay. okay, so this person has long rod. Oh, I thought you were talking to Phil as a dick. All right, never mind. <laughs> Prophet, he goes right up to you and grabs your ass a little bit. Oh, geez. <laughs> uh, hello. Can I? <laughs> He's getting too close to the Prophet, and I like yes. between the two of them. Absolutely, you push him back a little bit. Well, well. Lovely place you have here makes me consider of joining your little church to hear one of the teachings from your prophets. I always had to think for the uh, nuns at grade school. Yes, me too. Uh, who the fuck that. are you? Why are you in my house? Well, don't you remember we helped you out with beating a Nazi ass? We're here to... Ah, yes. We're here to see that the Nazi has a sore ass in the morning. All right. Follow me, guys. So you aren't here to let your family on the country? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, there you go. Milk is now our ambassador because she can speak that way. 
Oh god. Yes. The Wookiee said there'd be uh, fucking Nazis in this. I, uh, I didn't. I didn't know exactly what he meant. So these are the wild boys that actually helped you in the combat with the Nazis yes. and put them down. Young kids, seventeen to thirteen, around that age, oh. teenagers. Are they I don't want to know your age. Thank you very much. Oh wait, Timothy wasn't a part of the the wild boys. He he was a he was a he good was boy. Yeah, no, he was a lone wolf. The lone wolf got his ass beat. Yes, these I... are the the very flamboyant little boys. But. <laughs> Andrew, you would also know that these are the individuals, this maybe not these particular people, but these kinds of types that he was about to fall into, and that with your stern guidance, narrowly avoided. Now he is a uh, very praised butcher. A bright citizen? Well, I wouldn't say a praised citizen. Yeah, 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 let's not go that crazy. Well, we're all upright citizens. Parts of us are upright. <laughs> <laughs> right. Speaking of, as you survey the rest of these noteworthy, uh, as you survey the rest of these young men, you see some other uh, sexual items in nature, from riding crops to double-sided rubber dragon dildos. Each boy wearing enough belts to be the protagonist in a manga. All right, well, enough with the pleasantries, yeah. Show us to this Nazi, and we might learn yes, him yes. a lesson. Come along, I have already prepared them for you. Wunderbar, just keep the water coming and we'll make sure that we're down by morning. Alright. Alright, come along. And then I walked him and then I. I walk away. I walk quiet. The quietness, the darkness around us as they follow. It's like the. Like the lights in the hallway just disappear and they flicker away and then I. And everybody in the hallway just dis- disappears. And the boys are with me in the in the secret room. They don't know how they got there. Nobody knows how they got there. Well, enjoy. And then I just walk away. I, I have a question. Go ahead. Is yeah. that room soundproof? And is my uh, lab, like, right beneath it? It is no. soundproof. And then it's not <laughs> right beneath it. Oh, okay, Good. yeah. You are not going to hear a thing. It is uh, more on I'm the gonna, other side of the property. I'm going to bring the prophet to the decontamination room. I don't know where those boys have been or what they could have gave him, but I'm going to rinse him down and you know, make sure he is not contaminated with anything that those little street All boys. he did was touch my butt. It's all right. Come on, Mom. 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 Uh, no, no black mark on his ass. Quickly. Room. You see, uh, uh, Brian would protest loudly as uh, Milk starts scrubbing his ass, I guess. <laughs> Hit him with the fire hose real fast. Oh, yeah. Stop! Do you want to go the whole cleansing or you? alone! You don't know how many doctors we have to get here to get you clean the first time. I'm not like. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, shush your whining. Keep my butt alone. No. As Andrew sees to a thorough cleaning of the prophet, we're going to cut scene up to the top of the building. Horst. Remind me what's up here. This is like a meth lab. Am I am I remembering correctly? What? You are correct. However, this meth lab is perfectly legal, completely licensed. You are supplying a good percentage of all the methamphetamines to the entire world, much less Germany. I mean, that sounds great. 
You're making a killing, and if it wasn't for your extremely profitable business, the cult, while being well off, wouldn't be enjoying the extreme luxuries that it is currently. Good job. Um, Good job. I mean, I feel like uh, a bit of pride in this. Um, okay, so I'm hanging out in my mess lab. Um, sounds good. I love the, I love the, the like the bubbling noise of something frying in the background. We're actually yeah, I, God damn it! It, it, the keyboard it sounds very tasty. He re replaced the clacking <laughs> with frying. I am under a tight schedule today, so sorry. I will try and make as little noise as possible. Hey, no, I know, no, we fucking we, love it, man. We're, yeah, we're, we're only making fun of you because we love you. The rain. This is not horse. The rain is coming down, pitter-pattering on this enormous greenhouse <laughs> that spans yeah, the entire apartment complex. Nice. Coming I, down. I oh, it's really starting to pour, and as you localize yourself on the rooftop office, due to the rhythmic fall of these droplets on the glass panes, the outside world is strange. The warped reflection through the downpour stretches everything in the outside world. The lights are off in your office with the shadowy corners outlined only by the smattering of the distant lights from below bubbling up. As awareness returns to you, you emerge from micro-sleep. There's something on your lap. There's a weight. It's soft and warm. As you look oh, down shit. towards the figure, it becomes more solid, and you see two slant eyes watching your face. Is it a fox? It's or a an cat. Asian chick? Hell yeah. Well, I mean, it could be like one of those rats that got away. Or it could be a, a cat girl. Like it could one be of either one of those things. Or probably not the second one. Your eyes one. focus, it is indeed a fox. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, okay. Oh, for uh, fox's sake. Hey. Excuse me. Excuse me. So, as usual, Horst has, like, random bits of cat food and so on, so he can share some with the fox. Nice. Takes a little nibble of it. He's appreciative. He likes it. He might have been a little hungry waiting for you to wake up. The sound of Food falling out of horses' pockets. <laughs> um, hi there. What can I do for you, my fox friends? Uh, I don't have my fox tail anymore. I've lost it. He jumps up to the seal that encircles your office, upon which sit different viable plant species for evaluation. Their greenhouse has been exploring different plants, such as the cocoa plant trying to determine which one would be most viable for extraction. Glancing around, you see this fox pause one of the pots over the edge, shattering it on the floor before sitting down a few feet. He's part cat. Which one did he knock over, though? Like, it's do I know what it was? You look down at the plant, trying to determine what the species is. This seems to be one of the rare ones from southern 
Southern America. And as you glance back up, flash of lightning silhouettes a larger feline figure soaked in range as it soaked in the rain as it presses its face into the glass you're just able to see a familiar face of lena desmond tortured her expressions cast in agony the cat thing before the darkness swallows the beast leaving you alone um okay so since I'm half insane at this point, uh, a horse is just kind of going to sit down, maybe wave the fox pal over and say, hey, uh, could you, like, come over here for just a minute and, like, talk to me? And maybe make some hand gestures at it and point at the where she was, where the face was. Right behind where that plant would have been if it had not been knocked over was the fox, was the cat thing. The fox is no longer in the room. Has disappeared. Oh. Furthermore, well, you're not sure where anything is. The rest of your office is swallowed back into darkness. Okay. The horse is starting to grind his teeth, but fortunately, he always has a flashlight on him. So he's going to take his flashlight out. He learned this from a terrible previous experience. So he's going to take his flashlight out and try and turn it off. You do so? And then look around the office to see if I'm still in my office and make sure everything is like human sized as opposed to like fox sized. Everything is where it was. There's nothing that's changed in your office. And as you pan around the room, you see no sign of the fox. Mm -hmm. Well, now I have a problem. Um, I'm going to get up and go downstairs. It, like, can I see the door with my flashlight? Can I make my way down and out of this place? I'm going to go and seek some help. You start making your way back out of the office and down to return to the others. So when I find the others, I'm going to tell them, hey, guys, um, I just saw a horrible. Uh, well, first of all, I tell them about the fox thing. So some I believe I previously told them about the fox hallucination. So I'm going to tell them about the fox. And then then I'm going to tell them, like, hey, I saw this horrible dark visage and it was terrifying and nightmarish. And I uh, would like it if some other people came up to my office and helped me verify that it's nothing you know, that there's not actually something there. Austin, you just wanted a fox. You didn't need this whole excuse. Let's go, baby. Uh, I bring a no, lot it's of... like those fucking foxes from when they kidnapped me and made me ride yeah. their tree. Wait, hey, what? Add some, uh, what's that stuff that you like to take a uh, horse that really keeps you awake? I am... I'm going to add some dextrine, some, some, some coffee, some milk. Vanilla no, let's go see the sexy foxes upstairs. And I had uh, to Andrew. Okay, sir. Andrew, can we go play with the fox? Fine. Beautiful. Bishop, Bishop, I'm going to go play with the fox. I'll be back. Okay, everyone bring a flashlight. Always keep a flashlight handy after the encounter with the whisk. Yeah, no bright, bright with smiles and his teeth are I so I know nothing about bright. a fox, by the way. 
I was <laughs> I know nothing about a fox. I'm about to go see it, though. Let's go get this fox. I thought I told them about Brightwood it. Oh, no, no, no. I'm stairs. sorry. Those were... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Brightwood runs that. up the stairs as fast as possible. Andrew just kind of trails off, making sure he doesn't fall or something. Absolutely. Enjoy your coffee. I'm going to grab my chips and let's go. With refreshments in hand, you guys make your way one by one back up into the greenhouse office on the top of the apartment building. Looking around, just seems to be horse's usual clutter, but nothing out of the ordinary until you come to the pot that's fallen on the ground. Soil scattered all over the place. Doesn't seem to be like a huge mess, but maybe, you know, just bumped into it and knocked it over. can be some you can be a little clumsy sometimes and as you guys search through the office i'm gonna need you to make a spot hidden check as you all try and look for any signs out of the ordinary i just want to be clear to you i see that look on their faces i think they believe him you believe you horse it's just have have you been getting sleep lately um i am not making this up there was a there was a fox here and it 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 was half cat and it knocked some stuff off the shelf and it's it's I, terrifying. I I really do believe you, Horst. Yes, me too. And then kinda Brightwood looks at the others and is like, Ugh. I don't see anything. Dr. Brightwood. Mika, Everybody You both are a little skeptical until you go over to where the pot was knocked over to the ground. At the insistence of Horst, and Horst, you're the first to see it, you see the outline of a human face on the outside of the glass, as if someone who had breath, their breath had condensated onto the glass, and then they'd press their face into the condensation. Interesting. See? See? I had, didn't have any doubts. Um, I, I, this is himself I, 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 and, and shrieks like a small child. Is there any way I can get like a. a, a, a take don't want to mess it up. Like a face print? Yeah. Yes. A picture. We can get a, a totally picture. A total thing that definitely exists. Let us do this. Um, <laughs> while, while they do that, I'm going I'm to pull over a horse. I'm going to take out my book. And I tell him describe the the fox that he first saw, the fox that he sees he saw this time, and then I'm gonna look for reference in the book. Okay, so it was when we were uh, it was when we were in the basement before we found that pentagonal thing, the big ball. I was taken to a fox world. It was like future fascist fox world. Where there were foxes everywhere and no other people. And then they made me ride a train and they tried to make me fall asleep, but I refused. I look at my book. Um, hmm. I don't see anything related to that. I got a 99 in my. I failed like bad on my cult. <laughs> I look at this book, it's like, hmm. Is this dropping? I used to be able to read this. I think I forgot. Give me a you second. You thumb through the Necronomicon and the face that's bound. Right, in grabs the book. It's like I can find the foxes. <laughs> do you like that's to use like a couple? Foxes. Oh you yeah, like I'll use two luck. Yeah, sure, I'll use two luck. I'm down to forty-five. The book bites Bishop a little bit, and as you wrestle it away, having to pull off 
be having to pull the book off of Bishop's thumb. And as you do so, it just opens up to the right location, and you see that there are other worlds referred to in the Necronomicon. Some of these worlds are run by other dominant species, and one of them, adjacent to the Dreamlands, is indeed run by Voxes. There seems to be some kind of interconnection between these different realms, as if regular service align adhering to a timetable even could be used to travel between them. Oh, that's Brightwood, a good Brightwood poorly relays all this to the others. Uh, Let me see where they sort that. of understand what he's saying. Yeah, he just hands over the page. No, no, no! Give me that! Stop! Stop! That! What? That what? Topic. Don't rip the paper out of the the book. It's so delicious. There's no pictures on this page, Bishop. You told me that the pictures, the pictureless pages, are all mine. I will eat that page. I take the book before I get damaged anymore. I the book get starts it. to bleed where the page was torn out. The rip starts to bleed black blood, and as you chew it, it's like a clam. It's very tough. Yeah. I, I'm going to cut myself and like sacrifice some of my blood to the book and appease uh, it, it's just in case it, it, it's angry for what it says has happened to it. Oh, and then... So it loves it. Listen to it groan in pleasure as I chew. <laughs> I don't think that's pleasure groans. I say to I say to everybody like, oh, that's what that is. But I don't mean I'm not telling them. I'm just I'm just realizing why I got that thing last time. I'm like, okay, this makes sense though. I oh, think well. horse is on to something. There is a world run by foxes. Who the fuck? So about the face, mm. um, I should probably tell them who I thought it was. I, I think I, I guess I'll tell them who I thought it was. Mm. Girlfriend. Hey, who do you think it was? I know I'm spacing on the name. I'm trying to fake knowing Lena. who it is. Lena Desmond. Oh yes, thank you. It was Lena. The reporter. Cat guys. It was who? A reporter. Yeah. That's Who's my a reporter? That Who's we a went. Reporter? I'm a reporter. No. Wait, what happened? I thought she stood in the house. No. Yes, we parted there. ways after we went to the library. Uh, and... Did we? Yes. Oh. I mean, we tried to convince her, but yeah. Oh, okay. That's fine then. Never mind. She died. She chose death. It's okay. Wow. What do you mean death? She was outside the window, pressing her face against it, and and the fox pointed her, pointed me to her. Um, yeah, she's probably a, a sure... fat woman now. Sorry. Go ahead. Hmm. Go for it. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Like, why would she climb up here just to do that? I mean, scary horse does a lot of fun, and then Brightwood kind of jumps at horse, goes. Of course, is going to go hide under his desk. There's got to be a Oh my god. <laughs> I'm going to go. No, it is a lot of fun. I'm going to go over and try and comfort Horst. <laughs> oh, don't pretend you've never fucking. Come on. Everyone's scared Horst a I'm little. Not... I mean, in no. good jest, right, Horst? Nope. Horst just has to know about. Just know about the pedophile demons or the paintings or about the foxes or about the. 
the the ghostly phantom things. The dog that's a shadow that's in my shade, my, uh, right. my uh, shadow. Yeah, can I psychoanalyze horse? Please do. He's nuts. <laughs> no, well, no, he's he's no. Perfectly I'm, sane. He is a hundred percent like a rock. Bed, <laughs> bedrock. Oh, like a rock. Like oh, a rock. Yeah, no. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I'm just going to like kneel down beside him wherever he's hiding and like try and put my arm around <laughs> him and try and. Uh, Braywood gets really close to a uh, horse's face, and just as he's like staring into his eyes, he pecks him on the lips. Got it. Seems good to me. Oh my god! First starts cheering at another Dexedrine. Oh, I push you away. Everybody, okay, you know what? Everybody, get out of here. Leave horse alone. Alone. I leave another cup of coffee for him and his, his special drug. Like, no, 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 no. I don't want you guys to leave me. I, I just I'm saw gonna a stay horrible out. thing. I will stay here. I'm just trying to... You guys figure out this face on the wall. I want to understand what the face on the wall is. I'm not going to figure it out. I don't know these things. I don't know faces. What are you is doing? There, uh, yeah, is there something we can roll to kind of tell? Like, why is this face on that? Was it like from the, the smoke of its breath? Or is it? does it look more uh, unearthly? Unearthly. Yeah. I'm Batman. Sorry, I doubt it was me. We're not doing this again. Now you guys no. all, all right, as you, you guys all exit, leaving Horace to be looked after by Mika. Mika, oh, okay. as you yes. take a second look, you see that the rain is rapidly washing away the imprint. With the last bits, the last moments, you capture this facial imprint that's on the outside of the glass. Looking around the room, you happen to see one of the maids walking in with a camera on a silver bladder, picking up the camera. How, how she knew? Well, I'll worry about how she knew I needed this later. You grab the camera, go up, and you take a still photograph of this. It's not quite an imprint, but you do take a picture of this marking of the condensation, the face left in the condensation, and you immediately recognize the features are that of a young lady. Probably somewhere in her early 20s. Not a child, but obviously... Yeah, you're not sure exactly who it is, but it does seem to be that. Features from a younger woman. Hmm. Hmm. Can't... Hmm. Are you sure it was Lena Horst? Well, I mean, it was in the dark, and there were, you know, extenuating circumstances, like... And she was you know, a fox. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I heard, like, okay. a voice, and something came to me as I was looking at her, and a voice, it's almost like a voice told me it was her. Okay. I mean, this could be... It sounded like could... Wookie. <laughs> it's almost like someone described it to me. And it I just had, like... like... I had a good idea and I lost it, guys. All right. Okay. Well, it's a if it I is, hear quite often narrating the things that are going on around her. If it is Lena, then um, we need to go and check on her. Uh, oh, I just remembered now. Do we still have the 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 file? We didn't give it to her, right? Because I feel like we wouldn't give it to her no matter what she said. Oh, we gave it back to her. 
I mean, we copied it. We know all the stuff. That's okay, good. There. Thank God. We copied everything before we gave it to Vector. Okay, but never mind. Yeah, like we know all the stuff. We didn't just like hand it away. Mika, as you remain upstairs, soothing Horace, luring him slowly with methamphetamines back from out under the desk, and he cuts him back downstairs. Rhesus pieces. <laughs> with drugs in it. You guys need to stop giving Horse drugs. I already fucked up as it is. They're actual, they're actual Rhesus pieces. Not you. Like, we don't have to give it to You're upstairs. Yeah, it's like Anyways. you guys don't care about Horse's mental state. Keep him like drugged up and everything, so he doesn't have to think about. It. We're gonna have to deal with this at some point. <laughs> okay, we'll deal with this yeah. after we kill the next demon. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. We're just gonna leave it alone. Hope it goes away. Outside. Just like how we helped uh, the prophet uh, get his group back, or get his hygiene. There's someone at the door. The oh, the prophet's uh, new groove. Yeah. You guys hear the bell door? I'll be uh, there. Oh, you're getting it? Alright, sweet. I'm gonna sit down and drink my cup of tea. Andrew? Yes? As you move towards the front door, you hear a large commotion of desperate pounding that fades faintly to silence. I'm gonna grab a bat from beside the door and then, like, kind of look through the people. There is an elaborate mirror system that looks around through an antechamber at the front and you see about 30 corpses being loaded into wheelbarrows. The maids, hurrying about their work in the antechamber, the team of the church's members wheel several wheelbarrows of at least 15, 20. There's got to be at least 30 in this raid. All quiet, still. And then one by one, they're wheeled to the freight elevator where you watch them disappear below. Only the faded yellowish backlight of the floor indicator needle denoting their passage. Are Bishop are... is crying happily in, a, in the side of his chair, like very proud. Are these are cult members, or? They are indeed. Where's Bishop? Crying in the corner with pride, damn it. Did you not all hear right. me? And did you not hear me when I told you not to go kill any more people till we dealt with the people in the mortuary? I did kill them, did I? You ordered them to be- you know what, I'm gonna go find Bishop, whack him upside the head. I'm right here! What do you mean? Alright, hold up. to me. Let me do one no, thing. No, stop, stop. Uh, calm down, calm down. Mika and Horst, right, you me... come back down from upstairs, and you see a bit of a brawl breaking out in the foyer. Hey! 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 Everybody calm down. I'm just kind of shrugging. Horst doesn't care. He sees them fighting. They fight all the time. Holy shit. You dodge though. You can't take. Dark. Um, excuse me, Bishop. I need you to roll dodge rolls, not dexterity rolls. Please roll two dodge rolls. Uh, oh, come on. Let me get that dex. So no. I got. <sighs> yeah. Right. Dodge the first one. Did not dodge can the I, second can one. Can I? Can I? No. Can I? All right, fine. Take your I didn't order them. Just, just do it to keep us safe. It's That's their job. Damage. That's their job. You duck below, thinking, laughing to yourself, hey, you can't hit me. And then the brass knuckles comes up and cracks you right in the nose. You're starting to bleed out the front there. Go ahead and take your four damage. You know what? I forgot to do this. Give me a second. Mika, you see this nose. trail of bodies being wheeled down below. 
You could have just asked what they were doing. You didn't have to attack me. I knew it was not for you. Since you were crying, pride. Of course, I can be proud. They do the job without me telling them to do it. Mm -hmm. That's a well smooth operation here. Mika, you see this little bit of a kerfuffle, and then beyond, you see that there are more things, there are more corpses that are going to need to be processed. What are you doing? And you do still have those two duck corpses that need to be looked at as well. Yes. Come get on Bishop as well. Um, oh, shoot. I forgot. I'm going to follow I... him down, but, um, like, try and, like, compare, like, these ones to the ones that are already down there. Before I look at the ducks. Absolutely. You go ahead, hop in the elevator, and start heading down. Um... Andrew, are you heading with, uh, are you heading with Mika? Hmm. After I see that, like, Bishop is bleeding profusely from his nose, I'll, I'll kind of tag along behind her. Glogging him a clean one, you head on downstairs, and you and Mika go into the freight elevator, closing it, and start making your way down, and immediately notice that there are newly constructed floors. You descend all the way down to the sixth floor, and notice for the first time that four more levels have been added. The polished white level number indicator shines brightly as if installed yesterday. Walking swiftly, your steps echo through the marbled floors, walls, and ceilings until you arrive at the most recent additions. Precisely organized, you see that the bodies of the cops have been grouped together, tagged with thin blue lines along with dense code. All the berths are occupied similarly, hang different tags, but tags nonetheless, and those empty berths sit bare. Mika, I have a question. Yeah. Are we the bad guys? <laughs> I... We are associated with, with um, some interesting people. <laughs> Nonsense! You see Brightwood sitting on top of a uh, cabinet, just eating. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Poppycock! We're the good guys. Have you moved or touched anything We're in the here? sexy guys. Please tell uh, me you haven't. Not recent. No. Uh, Maybe. Oh, God, no. Mika's having a crisis because she was really hoping he didn't move anything or touch anything, because she likes things very specifically in her lab. <laughs> I don't know, bro. I, this doesn't feel right anymore. There's so many bodies. It's like an abundance at this point. Like, we, are, are we supposed to be doing this? Is this really, like, something good? I, I knew we were a cult and all, and I knew people were gonna, you know, be sacrificed. I didn't think it would be genocide level. They, they knew that more was gonna come, and they added more floors. It's like... This is way too much. It's what is happening? Yeah. Um I need to I need to like examine the new ones to the old ones. Like I need to see exactly what's going on, like for real. Absolutely. Do you see that most of these levels are still occupied by cult members? Wheeling out, you remove each shelf and you see row after row of almost identical looking in their maid outfits, the same face, the same body. And then, arriving back at the blue tags, you see that these 30 police officers 
that were just deposited are the only ones that bear any kind of distinction and variation. Did they just kill an entire police force? Oh, the major clones. I just thought about that. Wow. Wait, what? Yep. They're all out named uh, Samantha. <laughs> um, I'm going to take one of the, the police bodies out and see if I can... What happened to it? Through a quick examination, you're able to see that this police officer was suffocated. How are they doing all this? Why has no one noticed anything? This is a lot of people to go missing. Yeah, yeah. What's mm. the population of this town? <laughs> Berlin? Yes. Uh, yeah. It's got uh, a couple. It's got a few. <laughs> Welcome to Berlin. Population um, people. I don't, but yeah, this, this is, uh, I don't know. What year is it? Currently Wait, it's so, 1928. 1928? <laughs> um, so what, can I examine one of the maid bodies? Going over to an identical adjacent shelf, you remove the case and look thoroughly at one of these maids. What are you looking for? How did this... How did she die? Give me a medicine roll. Oh. I sh medicine. Why not biology? <laughs> I love biology. Holy... I will allow a biology roll. Okay. Great. Well rolled. Andrew, you can tell that she is in fact human. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's human and she is she's dead. I think. But, but thank you, Andrew. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Always count on you. Mika? Hmm. You perform a more thorough examination. Going through the autopsy, you split the chest open, rifling through the organs. You see that this woman is not dead. I was wrong. What? She's quite alive. You well, feel not the heartbeat ever so faintly. It must be one two beats per minute she seems to be in a very deep coma oh my god you just killed her because you cut her open and rifled through her organs but her heart's still oh my god barely <laughs> I think she's about to die <laughs> as you continue your examination her. She is not dying. This is going to make you very unsettled. I need you to make a sanity roll, please. Oh. Oh, no. Um, there's my sanity. There it is. Moving over to the berth ha immediately adjacent, you pull out another maid and you perform this exact same examination. She, too, 
in a similar comatose state. Hey, if these guys are alive, you want to stop cutting them open? Jesus Christ, uh, you psycho. Right word, get the budge out of here, please. Wow. <laughs> he gets very upset right now. I'm sorry. Right word now looks around and finds the budge that she was talking about and puts it in his mouth and just wanders out of the room. <laughs> yeah, there's fudge in my desk drawer. You can have some. Just please go. Mm, yes, please. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, Andrew, we have mm. a really big problem. Everyone's in a coma. I'm pretty sure every last one of these maids are just in a coma. Just the ones that came in, or like the no, pe- no, the ones that just came in. Are police officers. They all, the one that I examined, suffocated. All of these maids are just in a coma. We checked the maids from the last stack before these, and they were like legit dead. So why are only these in a coma? I have no clue. Is it a process? Did they all start in the coma and they die as needed? Hmm. Is there any way I can tell, like, how this happened, or can I? Is it just like they're just in a coma? Going back in your mind, you go through your previous examinations and you realize only through a wonderful stroke of luck, you were able to see that these were in fact not dead. You could have missed it easily the first time, and now as the horror dawns upon you, you begin to suspect even the ones above you are alive as well. Or they were until you cut them off. Oh, once. Me <laughs> 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 just slowly having an existential crisis. Um, and I just pat Mika on the back. Like, hey, no, it's not your fault. Uh, all of these freaking maids are alive. All of them. Every last one. Well, not so much more. Oh my god, shut up, please. <laughs> Here's your hot cocoa, sir. Hey, you. Why are you all down here? No, no, I'm upstairs. Bishop is not near you. He's just okay. smiling happily as he realized he knows what you're uh, realizing soon enough. Yeah. Gets... I would like some cocoa. Please share. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, sir. Here. Uh, we have uh, ref- uh, mixtures if you want something in it. Like, we have some liquor, we have some cream uh, vanilla cream we got some uh, uh um, cappuccino and like cappuccino like all right espresso. since the boys are gonna oh wrench the camera back upstairs all that right. was a hard turn mika mm. you guys uh you and andrew are gonna go ahead and continue your examinations down below mm. the rest of you upstairs god bishop Yes, sir. Right. So, yes, sir. Just <laughs> imagine he's like two inches away from it and his arms just stretched out. Like, I've oh. never opened that door in my life. <laughs> I never will open that door. Oh, no, sir. You you relax. Your your energy is precious to this world. Thank you. And I go to the door, open it. Is it? Yes, because I say so. Find I open it. would find something in his belly button. <laughs> so try to fish out. <laughs> This pulls out a whole Swedish fish. Uh, fudge. Where'd all this fudge come from? Oh, God. Uh, Bishop, as you make your way down the grand staircase towards the front door, you're met by 
think I called her Maxine. Yeah, you're uh, yeah. yeah, you're met by Maxine, your head maid, who waits for you, arm over the heart, half bowed. Hello. Master, Wait. you have a guest waiting for you in the sitting room. Uh, did they say their name? Yes. He is one Reinhard Heiderich, and from the looks of him, he seems to be one of the Nazis. Oh, get the oh, Get the boy. Did, did you get the information I wanted from the... Our guest? Pity laughing. He seems to be holding out for now, sir, but the wild boys are helping with the interrogation. If we're able to uncover the, devi- the desired information, we'll be letting you know immediately. Hmm. Very well. Oh. Also, find me something that makes someone's willpower fail them. I might need some. And then I walk away. And I was like, can I go to this? It will be done. You make your way into the sitting room. A man waits for you, sipping a cup of tea in the sitting room. From his neat uniform and blonde, the blonde man fills out quite well. Even the brain donors in the room could assume that his party affiliation is that of the Nazis, making the red armband unnecessary. He stands up as you enter the room. Welcome to my, our, my bishop, my, sorry, my prophet's home. How can I help you? It's our home. It's all of our homes. Hello. Probably would offer him some fudge. Uh, from his it's homemade. Mm, it's not from my belly, fudge. but I was keeping it in there. <laughs> anyway, there as well. All right, Doctor Bridewood. All right, uh, the man. A little uh, surprised that there are. Um, he didn't see you there, but yeah, he walks over, uh, hands out his, holds out his hand, and then shakes your hand, both of you, if you'll. You don't know where he's been. Gosh, what's happening here? Taking quite kiss. a bit of back, you go reach out and kiss him before he can react, and he is. Oh God! Right, it's becoming more and more like Bugs Bunny. I don't know how to stop it. It's just happening. It just is what's happening. He's gonna start digging holes to Albuquerque. Yeah. I take a. Please sit down. Did you need a drink? What's your uh, name again? Yes, I do now. I, my name is Reinhard Heiderich. A pleasure. Alright. And I pour him the most freest drink in the world. I hand it to him. Uh, it's a little sweeter than I'd like. I know. Now, explain to me why you're here. Well... I down the brass tacks. I like that. I've come to ask for your assistance of your organization. As you are no doubt aware, the Nazi party has many factions, and they don't see eye to eye. Which faction are you with? I, myself, am part of the SS. Mm -hmm. And the one that you're against is... Well... Some of our number, as you see, are unruly. The sort to resort to street brawls and vandalism. It comes to my attention that some of the members of the SA have been uh, harassing your fine church here. 
<laughs> no one can harass my church. Even if they wanted to. Or didn't want to. Or other. Yeah, we harass our own church, thank you very much, sir. Right, I'll take that kiss back. Right. Quickly wipes his mouth off. <laughs> I give him a lollipop. Spits on the floor. I, 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 I give uh, the, the prophet a lollipop. And I, like, and I continue. But, um, please do tell, what do you want? Like, you want help? What do you mean by help? What Your can we do for you? In clearing house, we need uh, some people that aren't so close to my organization to wipe clean the unsavory elements of the SS. Mm. That would allow my own organization to assert their dominance over the party through showing the people who have lost their trust in the Freed Corp and the SA. We can promise the Fuhrer a return to law and order by discreetly removing their leadership, advancing our own position. In this, um, we can make our... your own ranks. Well, we would like to make sure that upstanding men, men of character, are in control. In this, we can make ourselves indispensable to Hitler, as his right hand. You yourselves would benefit greatly from our newfound power and control, and we will be able to ensure that no longer you were subject to such disgusting harassment. I laugh quietly. It's like no one has ever harassed me before. Other than that one right there, I point to milk. No one. She's has... down with me. Oh, whatever. There's a harassment issue. Yes, clearly, your nose runs from blood from no harassment, and clearly you have no problem with harassing people like this one here. Dr. Brightwood does it. You are, are very forward. I mean, you're the one that came into our house, didn't notice us standing here, and then talked shit about my cult. So, I know. Know. Church, church, sir. Church. Church, church, church. church, church. You'll make it hard to ignore you and your church. Okay. Now, and I, I look, I, I get close to him. I was like, what are you offering me? And I tap his hand, I tap his shoulder, and I reach out my hand for the, the main maid to bring me what I asked for in a nice drink form for him to drink to enjoy from the shadows she emerges serving each of you a drink you can clear you can clearly tell that she has deposited the said requested substance into his beverage and as you continue the conversation then looking around it is obvious that you have no problem coming upon material possessions I doubt that you would want money from our party oh no, money is useless. No, money's good. No, 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 we'll take money. No, we'll take money. Wonderful. Yeah. I'll have an arrangement <laughs> for you to receive a half a million francs if you are able to exterminate Ernst Rom. One million. One million, that's it? I have Two that million. under my bed. Six first... million. All right, six million there. The prophet says he wants six million. Six million. Final offer. It... That's quite steep. Yeah. I, please, 
I appreciate your negotiating strategies. This is very effective. I mean, just saying it very loudly. As a sign of friendship. Then yes, I'm quite the negotiator. Hmm. Increase it by more than a thousand percent and very much loudly. <laughs> yes, it's a art of the deal. What can I say? Uh, how can you give us the list of everybody? I don't know what to say. Want? And where they're at. Where we can find them. What time they will be there. Taking a very shallow sip of the drink you served him, he removes an envelope from within his breast pocket and sets it down onto the table. At that, he stands. Don't take too long to consider. Even now, Rome is bringing weapons to bear that no one can withstand. Heil Hitler. Gives the Roman Ah, uh, yes, my Hitler. In the meadow, for a second, pause. Um, and he begins to leave without a backward glance. And that was how our episode got demonetized. Yes. <laughs> That's the one story second. of how. <laughs> when he, oh, no, we need to talk. I didn't know he was a Nazi. Fuck that guy. Uh, can you let me do things, my friend? Do it. Do the thing, Bishop, quick. And I do power drain. I want all his power. I want every ounce of it. Hmm. Give me an opposed power roll. Yes, sir. And that's why I make sure to give him something special. I thought he has no power. Give me a second. Where's my power at? Right there. Boop. Boop. Chain. No. I want more. You see him exiting, and he stops for a moment as you have this battle of wills. And then he keeps walking. Yeah. I need you to roll a d10, please. Take it all. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I am full of that. You feel eight magic points leak out of you, and you see them swirl across the foyer and into him as the door closes. That man just stole your Bishop, it seemed like you uh, lost something there. Interesting. He's gonna let take out the gun. No, this is not how that works. Why do you give me more work? (laughs) Kill him. I need you to roll a d8, please, Dark God. Ooh, ooh, d8. I could have had a d8. One. You That's lose one d8. sanity. Eh, that's fine. Roll proper d8. That's a d6. That was a six. Oh, d6? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Two. So I lose two sanity. Yeah, that's fine. Was it pretty accurate, actually? This D six and the D eight, pretty accurate. Uh, two, no, that would be five, six, four. All right. You're interesting. And as you try and chase down Reinhardt, well, pulling your gun, you cross the foyer, opening the door. He's already outside the house. I somewhat respect this guy now. But also, I will kill him. But I respect him. I look at him in his eye, and he's like, You have gained something. 
very nicely done. Don't lose it. I'll come back for it later. And then I close the door behind me. Till we meet again. And he gets into his black SUV. You see that he's come in a long line of SUVs. There seems to be four or five, all filled with SS members. And as they drive away into the rain, we're going to take a five-minute break. Yep. Yeah. Damn, I, I gave him, like, a drugs to fuck him up and everything. Nothing worked. I mean, it's Hadrick, right? He's probably already super high on meth anyway. Yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, that. Final break. Did he get a hard success? Is that what happened? He rolled under you as a success versus a success. So, yeah. You rolled a 42 to your 48. Uh, he's just better than you. Apparently. Meek is freaking out, by the way. Why is there so many Can we just haven't asked any questions Why is this happening I heard the clink This is not hiding anything I'm wrinkling time I'm gonna leave it to y'all to get hoodwinked and surprised. Threw on some boosty. I'd rather be with you when I'm just go ask me something. Mix some beetle juice with the wine. No. Skin contact, peeling a ride, squeeze down. It's been a minute since I blew up your line. I leave town fast. Out the dungeon light, outcast. Funnels with the loud pack. Hunters bruised, crunching through the brown grass. Blood, blood seeping in the mulch. I needed a quick result. I read it and don't respond. She see it and sprinkle salt. I needed another gulp. I'm seeing no when I want. As the SS member goes, retreating into the stormy night, 
A series of cars are brought around to the front of the building, and you all realize that it is almost time for the seance. Oh yeah, the seance, the seance with the rich people, the seance that we got invited to by the lady who was on a bunch of heroin, the seance that would possibly give us somebody who's like connected to the stuff that we're researching right now. That seance? The very same, and... <laughs> with your drivers in the seats, you are all ready to proceed to the Palace of the Occult to see what Eric Jean Hassoun, whoop, Hanu said, has to say. Can I put on like the most extravagant outfit I own, like feather sequins, like the whole nine yards? <laughs> Give us a little more. Come on, for just feather sequins. What else is going on here? Uh, you got like a headpiece going on and like a trail of feathers behind you, some really awesome red heels. Yeah. Very strong looking men holding the the, fe- the dress respectfully oh, for you a- as you walk past. Two people holding the chair up and another person for the tail of the dress. Oh, hell yeah. I- I'm gonna help, help her out with that. Yes, I want to make Everybody knows that I'm better than them when I go into that seance. <laughs> they're gonna know it. Well, then the everybody must look good. Nah, I, I'm, I'm gonna let, let Andrew shine right here. I'm just gonna wear like a black dress. I'm gonna dress Mika up to look just slightly less better than you, but better than everybody else. I'm, I'm dressing up Andrew, oh, sorry, Alex and Dr. Alexander the Prophet. And gold yes. silk, uh, a nice silver suit, a nice white suit on the bottom, a nice oh, yes. top hat, uh, and a fucking cane to smack anybody that gets in his way. I don't know why you bothered. You know he's gonna just take it off when he gets there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. He's look, supposed to look good when he gets in and out, not. I don't even know he's talks. got car. And then I will just be the same as ever in the shadows if need be. Guy kid. All of you looking quite sharp, pile into the fleet of cars and start making your way over through the sodden streets. I'm gonna make sure to dress up horse because I know. Have a... Oh, cool. sorry. Yeah, can can uh, we, me and Andrew, go and see if we can help horse get dressed up? I'm of always course. a snappy dresser. I dress like an accountant. It's fine. Uh, that, that, oh, no. 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 You're a billionaire, horse. You need to act like it. Yeah. Can can we like nicely offer to dress him up? Yeah, <laughs> okay. I can do this. Each of you try, and somehow <laughs> you make. Why are you dressed so badly? Horace is giving always... up my cat food, though. Horace you can keep always... your cat food. <laughs> He's always cool, looking sharp. He's always quite a snazzy dresser, and as you guys try and tidy him up, you frustratingly just kind of make him look more frazzled and with a swipe he poofs his hair back down and he's all of a sudden looking right as rain ready to fit in and you guys start making your way through the streets in formation two cars one by two can we make it four cars two in the front two in the back and then us in the middle oh so it'll be a total five cars why are we all going separately not separately. There's, we have four cars protect us, and in the process. Yes, not separately. We're going together in four different cars at the same time, but not together. No, we're in Put one together. car in the middle, 
and two cars in the front, two cars in the back. Yeah, duh, come on. <sighs> a little bit of added security, taking the necessary precautions. You go ahead and add a bit of protection to your entourage, and showing up like this, you will definitely look like you belong. And as you make your way through the streets, you come around a corner, and coming into focus is a small group of three young men in gray uniforms of the caps, handing out pamphlets with bold letters, the protocols of the elders of Zion emblazoned in large striking font. Most people are giving them a wide berth, but a few curious youths mostly take the Russian propaganda with a trepidatious grin. You've heard that the protocols were likely disseminated by the Russian monarchy as a strategy to divide the Jewish anarchists in their eastern part of the kingdom before crushing them with the White Army through the sirens of the pogroms with the uh, with the whites. The name Machnow rings vaguely in your ears as you pass by. The protocols had been translated into several languages now and disseminated by several groups or people trying to solidify their power through de their dissemination. Contained within were the wild lies, like Jewish laser planes igniting forest fires, poisoning water supplies to stupefy the populations all while monopolizing the banking systems towards the enslavement of entire countries' financial systems. Jokes. Like the fascists themselves. Foolish. Tinny sane person living in reality. But a darkness has come into the mockery. A laughing cruelty. A willingness to accept bald-faced lies to advance one's own power. Where the fascist has discovered something more powerful than truth. In that that by fabricating a narrative, they could create reality by gunpoint. With control of the state. They would be the sword that makes the words of the pharaoh fact. Their rising power gives weight to the weaponized unreality through which you all pass through the night. Uh, while I'm in the car, I'm gonna do a ritual. Uh, I'm gonna do a spell on Bishop. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Bishop is gonna do a spell on himself, and the prophet is gonna sacrifice eight magic points. To roll four, uh, sorry, a total of, total of uh, 4d6 for me and 4d6 for uh, for the prophet to make what uh, spell are you casting? Flesh ward, flesh ward, baby. Hell yeah, I'll need each of you to roll 4d6 and go ahead and mark those eight magic points off. How many magic points do you still have, Dark God? Uh, I had uh, I had 10 left, now I have uh. Two. Two. All right, go ahead and make those off. I need to take uh, a note. Uh, how much are we roll? 4d6, and that will be magic floating armor. Nice. Damn, we got more magic. Much better. That's, that's respect. Bishop? What can I say? I'm really good at clicking on things on computer screens. You're going to take 10 Super magic bad. points of armor? 
Dr. Brightwood, you will have 15 floating magical armor points. Naturally. With that, you all arrive at one of the most fancy palatial estates that you've ever visited. Piling out of the cars, you are welcomed by not as quite of a impressive fanfare as the church's cult, but none the same. The statue, the statuary, the maids, the all-around service is quite impressive. Not as impressive as this. Yeah. I have a question. Can I um, examine the maids that they have and see uh, if there's any of them that are some of our maids being trained by us and then worked over there? Like, eh? You know, like we trained the maids and then we put them in places that we want them. I was wondering if some of them are ours here too. I mean, the spies? <laughs> yeah. I mean, seeing as how we didn't know that cult even existed. Well, I did also say send all our maids to all the places that we need especially in the cults if possible to my, the main maid so I wanted to see if she actually did it, her job right you said send them all to do all the things that we need them to do <laughs> that should be enough yeah uh, go ahead and give me a luck like, roll as the rest of you located yourselves in Litzenberg Strauss 18 in the Kundam just south yeah. of the famous Kadewe shopping emporium Hunnison's apartment takes up the top two stories of a neo-barlesque, neo-baroque resident block. You arrive around 11.30 p.m., bracing yourselves against the frigid nighttime air. Uh, mm -hmm. Luck roll, please, there, Bishop. Oh, luck. Sorry, 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 sorry. The entry uh, hall is... Oh, go ahead. Go on. The entry hall is dominated by a massive bronze Buddha surrounded by a halo of astronomical symbols. Under those astrological astrological symbols painted on the walls behind, moving on into the apartment, the, uh, your senses are assailed. A mosaic rainbow set into the floor guides you in a dimly lit interior through to the ballroom. The seance room beyond that, and there's an animal menagerie, a lounge, wending, winding its way around gurgling fountains and bubbling aquaria. In the animal menagerie room, a massive floor-to-ceiling cage houses a flock of chirping finches. Over here is a hothouse with slithering snakes and blinking lizards. Are we at a zoo or something? Snakes! <laughs> you can only take one! Dang it. Take as many as you want, darling. <laughs> Mika's always wanted a pet snake. All right, fine. You can have as many as you want. We do this guy make a, a place for them. What is that thing called? Hot room, like that guy said. Hot house. And as you guys make your way through the tropical foliage, you see you see still more exotic animals. While over there is a globe of the world standing taller than a man, the recesses lighting the recess lighting casts yellow and green hues through the rambling spaces, and yet. More astrological symbols glare down from the high ceilings, lit with neon red tubes. Sweet. Can I tell what the symbols are? Mm. 
Absolutely. You glance, and going over to one of these symbols, looking more deeply into it, you see that these are standard astrological symbols. You see the sign of Leo, Aquarius, several other of these symbols that you would recognize. Oh. And as you continue through the rainbow passageway, under the dim lights, you find yourselves eventually making your way just outside the seance room. Glancing inside, you see that there are massive couches seemingly built for giants, framing a circular glass table. A bright light shines down from above, causing the glass to sparkle with its own inner radiance. Um, is there any drawings or like uh, pictures of on the wall anywhere? All over the walls, they're coated with art. You see uh, countless valuable pieces. Is there any of them that have uh, the, the thing I got in the mail recently? Like, is there anything of them, any of them that look like they have that uh, binoculars or whatever the fuck is called? The, 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 the... There is nothing. There is nothing that would bear resemblance to the cuneiform written onto the telescope that you received in the mail. These all seem to be of a different genealogy. Mm. Yeah. Anything that horse painted? Ah. You do see one of the horse's smaller works. Is it before ah. or after he went crazy? Was it it's after? It's from it's his more profitable more. period. Hmm. It was after he went crazy. Yeah. Sorry, crazy sows, okay? <laughs> Especially in the art uh, role. Oh, yeah. You feel the torment. <laughs> As you continue to look into the seance room, you see that the table's center is hollow, and therein sits a massive swivel chair, unoccupied for now. The palace is crowded and chattering with guests. Those of you with a particularly high credit rating recognize various princes and counts, royalty from all over Berlin. You see the failed author of the Nazi sympathizer, Hans Heinz Ewer, writer of such works as Arlon, and the screenplay original of 1913, Student of Prague, directed by Wengener and Rye. He seems to be holding small court in the lounge, entertaining a gaggle of admirers with tales of the decadent Berlin and years before the Great War. Throughout, there are men in Nazi uniforms. Mm. Running through the crowd, you see a bit of blur movement as Margot Leone makes her way through over to your party, embracing you in a deep hug, Andrew. She peels back. She's wearing a candy-striped black-and-white dress, a monocle, and she giggles as she embraces you. Her outfit looks familiar to the one she wore in the photograph that's contained within Desmond's dossier. I'm gonna, like, on the back a little bit and be like, all right, darling, you're wrinkling the, the dress. Get back a little bit. Apologies. <laughs> this is the best I've ever seen you look. My goodness. I have to show people that I am, in fact, better than that. I'd have to agree. You're a step above the rest of these riffraff. Come, tell me, how have you been? What have you been up to? How's your work? Well, it's going, I suppose. 
He's gonna like look over to the side and be like, Oh, have you met Mika? I don't think I formally introduced you two when we first uh, encountered. Of course, you're the one from the silhouette. Lovely to see you again. I'm glad you could make it. Yeah, it's very nice to meet you. I like, but just put out my hand. Like, <laughs> she takes it and shakes it vigorously. Her grip is surprisingly strong, and she doesn't let go. Instead, taking your hand, grabbing your forearm, and starts pulling you off in her direction around the room. Please, oh, darling, I must. Just- like Andrew's gonna like lean in and whisper, uh, she is quite a fan of earthly indulgence. Don't accept anything she gives you. No problem there. I knew it. I could see it written all over your face. Please come with me. I must introduce you to my friend. You absolutely uh, have to meet her. Uh. <laughs> Andrew's just gonna. <laughs> um. <laughs> Go on. Socialize. Yeah. Up your credit rating. <laughs> You're definitely uh-huh. pulling a few eyes as some of the other parties that you walk through start to give you glances. You are led through the room, across the ballroom, to where an extravagantly dressed young lady sits. This here is Anna Tchaikovsky. You uh-huh. may not have heard of her earlier endeavor, but she is actually... One of the mighty Romanovs. Ah. Uh, oh, wait, I see. I... What? Absolutely. You hear that, and uh, Andrew, you would uh, do a 180 and see that it is indeed Anastasia that stands behind you. She is in a ballroom oh. as well, recently oh, returned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going like, to over to the side of me and be like, no, 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 no. Don't, don't interact with this one. There's... Yeah. Nothing but uh, no. <laughs> accompanied with her. Oh, uh, no. Hey, okay. hey, hey. <laughs> Looking her up and down, Andrew, you see that she looks a lot more stable, more confident. Her hair is cut into a fashionable bob, and her clothes are clearly the finest from New York boutiques. It's, it's not her appearance, that's the, it's the fact that people are looking for her. No, no, that's all behind me. Oh, wait, no, hold on. No, no, that's all behind me, dear. I, I appreciate you trying to warn her, but uh, you have to understand that I am back from America. I have been on Sochan and I have found myself. Uh, interesting. I know the last time that we saw each other was a bit of a uh, hellish situation where it was the uh, demon Grossman and all, but uh, here we are among friends. Powerful wards protect us, and we will be uh, unable to be assaulted by such a uh, disgusting beast uh, such as that. Famous last words. I don't appreciate that insinuation. Come now, Andrew, we are friends. After all that we've been through. Mm. Andrew's going to take out a very uh, fancy fan and like, flick it and kind of fan himself a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, Margot and uh, and the Anastasia will go into deep conversation back and forth, begin to wander around the room. They're going to start drinking as they take champagne flutes and pass them to each other. I'm going to pickpocket people. Absolutely. What are the rest of you dudes doing around here as you make your way through the room? Oh, boy. I'll let everybody else describe and I'll say what I'm doing next. 
Is anyone giving an eye, Broken? I you guys? am. <laughs> Are you actually, though? Besides Andrew, I give you guys... glances every now and then to make sure he's not doing anything stupid. Roll a spot in to see if you can find me. Oh, no. Spot hidden on Andrew. I'm also going to need you to make a dexterity roll as you try and pickpocket some of these highfalutins. Oh. Oh. Alright, so I see where Brightwood is. Um, okay, yeah, Brightwood keeps trying to uh, sneak out of the place with various uh, various guests. <laughs> oh, guys. But, uh, <laughs> fucking, uh, Andrew keeps catching up. <laughs> he keeps sheepishly coming back in, but then, like, <laughs> trying to leave again. He's like, Hill for five minutes. It's probably why you're doing such a poor job of pickpocketing, since you're too busy uh, watching me. Uh, while oh, I'm looking over for where Brightwood is, and I'm like trying to steal something at the same time, my hand kind of goes a bit too far, be- far below the belt, and I accidentally grab someone's junk. <laughs> and much to your consternation, you look up, and the Baron you were trying to pickpocket is eyeballing you directly in the face. He is not making a move, and a subtle grin spreads from cheek to cheek. Oh. Oh. Um, he's gonna quickly withdraw my hand. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Better pre-come. Sorry for the mistake. I I thought you were someone else. Oh, goodness me. I'll I'll be going now. No, wait. Please, no need to apologize. Meet me in the closet in five minutes. Oh. Oh, God. Oh wait, wait, wait! Find Brightwood. Be like, hey, can you can you go to this closet real quick? I, I think I can I ever <laughs> say uh, no more. Undercover. Brightwood's a dullard, but Brightwood uh, has a nose for these things. Brightwood knows exactly what's going on. You see him start putting on lipstick. He's like, yeah, 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 I got you. <laughs> Just make sure it's dark in there. Oh, it's a closet. Of course, it's dark. I'm just oh, saying, don't turn on the light. <laughs> Through the commotion of the room, the doors to the kitchen swinging back and forth incessantly, disgorging waiters carrying plates of hors d'oeuvres and flutes of champagne, you mingle and mur- um, move through the room of the palace. Everyone, I need you to all right. make psychology checks. As oh, boy. Dr. Brightwood, you disappear into one of these closets for a good five minutes, coming <laughs> out a little bit ruffled. Five <laughs> minutes? Sorry, give me a second. Uh, you say psychology? <laughs> Dang Everyone, it. psychology, please. Everyone. Nobody has psychology, guys. <laughs> so you know, Mika's very flustered here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. I'm the closest, I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would use 12 luck if it came down to it. I wouldn't. Uh, so, uh, Frank, uh, sorry, uh, a bishop is busy. Mm. Getting to know the people and see how they do their business, uh, making friends and with all the other um, rich and so forth, as well placing, um, having, sorry, having my maids, if I can, put the drink I had put into the what's his name's drink and like you know share it all around, give everybody some. What? Yeah, no, I was too busy looking out for everybody except Bishop. Yeah. Brightwood uses his psychology role while he's standing in the closet waiting for this uh, random man <laughs> he's never seen to come in, and he thinks to himself, 
is this really all that life has to offer? Is this really the way that I want to live my life? Is this is really the only thing? Yes. And then he fails the psychology role and thinks, yeah, I guess, fuck it. What else? <laughs> oh, that works. Seems about right. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to go over wherever Horst is because just because she's having, still is freaking out a little bit. I'm actually, Horst is trying to have a good time. He's just hanging out. He's got a drink in one hand. He's trying to look like he belongs. Oh, you definitely do, Horst. You definitely do. Does that give Horst that he's socializing and out of his like muggy meth lab? <laughs> and then you see one of the guests is wearing a, a fox mask. Oh my god! Oh he's no! Wearing a fox skull. God damn it! <laughs> he's a, a golden all... fox mask. Oh no! Oh, that reminds me. I do have my mask. Blending in, you guys seep right into the scene. And you relax into it. You guys are all feeling great. And as you look around, catching snatches of conversation, a few people are staring, but you let it wash over you. You don't even feel the creeping paranoia, the unease that's building in the room. As presently, the man of the hour room emerges from his private apartment. It's the guy that was in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Just fly. Wiping his mouth. Oh god! Same color of lipstick that Brightwood <laughs> put on. Same bright oh, as Brightwood. Just slaps in the ass so hard. Oh god! Gives a smirk as he continues into the moment that everyone's waiting for. Into the center of the room, Eric Jean Hunnison proceeds to address everyone. Becoming serious, from his somewhat jovial entrance, you feel the tone in the room change. Eric John Hunnison is a gentleman of middling build with dramatically bushy eyebrows and a large ears. His eyes are immediately focused, deep-set and intense. The piercing beam of his gaze passes over everyone present taking in his guests in a single swipe. Perhaps to the alarm of you all present, he leads a black poodle on a short leash. As the witching hour grows nearer, everyone knows to converge in the seance room where Hanasen will give his welcoming speech. As you all file in, taking your places around the large glass table. Mm. Mm. Um. Uh, I make sure I like walk. Make sure Alex takes a seat, but he's very uh, alarmed by that black poodle for some reason, and so he, he gives a wide berth. <laughs> so I'm gonna make sure uh, the prophet's well taken care of. Make sure his seat is properly cushioned and everything. And I stand up next to him, and then I have the dog stand on the si left side of him while I'm on the right side of him to make sure he's always protected. And then I have our maids protecting the exit just in case we need to leave in there. Can I? Yes? I'm trying to think if all of us need to be there and maybe right, you can, you I can oh, go, go like looking around while everybody's distracted. You feel compelled that this is the attraction of the night. You wouldn't want to miss it. Yeah. 
Whatever else is in this palace, it's probably not going to be as exciting as the seance, the main event. Okay. Yeah, you can tell that if you don't stay for this particular piece of plot, nothing will happen. <laughs> the story will unravel. Please don't All go. Right. <laughs> oh, I make sure to on mask. You I just want to clear that uh, I did bring my gun with me. I'm wearing. I yeah. got it in my jacket. Yeah, we all brought our gun. No yeah. one can not come in here without a gun. Even the maids are loaded with guns. Everybody Mika has brought guns. Miko brought it. This Alex time. opens the fly to his pants. You see, next to his penis is a gun. Oh no! <laughs> oh yes, no. We brought all the guns. Don't Do worry. not cheddar bob yourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means, but it sounds terrible. It is. I'll endeavor not to. The Everyone's backing. <laughs> you see, Hanasen enter the center of the room in the middle of the glass table, takes his seat in the swiveling chair. Ladies and gentlemen, I thank you all for attending tonight's event. As always, I am here to offer my humble talents to seek those answers. As he moves among the guests, he places a finger on his temple. Already I see the truth shining forth for some of you. One of you here tonight claims to be the Grand Duchess Anastasia Romanov. I can confirm that these claims are correct. Andrew's gonna like lean to the side where Mika Alex, and gets- this Alex is like- gasps so loudly. <gasps> How did he know? <laughs> We should all be honored by her presence here. And the appreciative murmurs ripple through the crowd. Before Anastasia was promptly assassinated because her identity was revealed. Not here. Amongst friends, amongst civilized individuals such as ourselves, we will not be experiencing any assassination attempts. <laughs> the assassin just kind of puts the knife away like, yeah, 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 no, 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 this yeah. is a <laughs> civil... Dang it. Careful, Milk. This fucking dude, he can hear our internal monologue to uh, Wookiee. Oh, no. This guy is all-knowing. Oh, God. Oh, I yeah. have powers. Great powers. And he pauses before the group of Nazi party members. My dear Count Heldorf. He says, addressing the man wearing the uniform of Stormtrooper. Your party will do quite well in the upcoming elections. Quite well indeed. But the man doesn't have the power to upkeep his eyebrows. <laughs> With a uh, start. snorts so loud that like he starts choking. <laughs> <laughs> the investigators realize Hanasen is speaking with the other man uh, from the mysterious photo in the dossier. The individual holding the leash. Oh, the weird... Oh, God, it's that yeah. guy. Yep. Andrew's gonna, like, look over to him, try to get him to make eye contact before barking. <laughs> Hot. Heldorf looks over at you, and when you start giving a little bit of a yap, he raises an eyebrow, but you think what might have caused consternation instead makes him oddly aroused. Oh, God. <laughs> Alexander sighs deeply, starts putting lipstick on again, heads over to the closet. 
<laughs> You're guided back to your seat by one of the maids. Hanasen continues to move amongst the crowd, eventually introducing himself to you all. And thanks you all for coming. It's a pleasure to see you all here. I have not met your acquaintance before, and I'm so honored that you have made it here tonight. Indeed. Thank you for inviting us. We've been looking forward to seeing your ritual and see the difference in our teachings. And he's going to kind of keep the like very extravagant fan over his mouth to kind of cover up his look of just thinking this man is utter bullshit. Which one? <laughs> well, <laughs> of a lot of that's the theme of like whole goddamn campaign, right? <laughs> he's just like looking down on him at this point like I can tell he doesn't like him men like us are weavers of social magic we have the power over other humans and it's wonderful that we might learn from one another's techniques please I'm glad you are here and I hope that you may enjoy yourself tonight Did, may I hand you give you a gift as a, a gift of friendship one of us, and I call for one of my maid and a statue of a of a wolf, and like just sitting there of like pure like strength, and uh, but within that wolf is one of our bloated lady statues. I mean, within you there are two wolves. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yes, the wolf is a representative of our prophet, of course. Uh, and then I, I I hand it to him, and it's like. It's best to place this somewhere where all can see and all can see this value. It, it, it's a representation of strength, power, and faith in our in our religion. I hope Ooh. you enjoy it. Yeah, as you. he's doing, can I pickpocket the men? <laughs> Give me a dexterity roll as he makes his way past you, taking the wolf's statue. I thank you. This is a oh. very lovely, and I will treasure it always. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Andrew, go ahead and add one letter to your inventory. God, this isn't money. <laughs> Should have got extreme. You see, Andrew just throws it on the ground. I don't want this shit. Just rips it in half. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want this fucking exposition device. <laughs> Give me fucking money. What? Reading? Where's my goddamn money? As he makes his way towards the end of the table, you see a man, nearly naked, led around on a leash, a gag in his mouth. Those of you that played through Devil E. Flies recognize this as Inspector Creek of the Criminal Police. Much yes. laughter ensues as the man's pathetic predicament. Heldorf takes the man's leash. It's... Wait. It's very up. weird for Mika, by the way, because she's... Oh, the, a professional relationship with him. Oh, the the the, 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 the uh, wolf is made of gold, by the way. That photo, it, it, she, the lady's wearing the same dress she was wearing in the photo. The people that we saw before are here. It was the photo, a future photo. Are we going to take the photo here? It all yes. snaps into place as you realize this is the moment. And as Heldorf stands and walks over, grasping the man's leash and calls out, uh, look, Alec, I have a dog now, too. And the rest of the, roar, the room roars up into laughter. 
You guys uh. find yourselves in the shot as a cameraman comes from around the corner and snaps a quick picture. Margot leaping over to your side. Oh, this is wonderful. Inspector Krieg and a poodle. Oh, goodness. What fun. I don't like this. This, this isn't just deja vu. This is this is just more than that. Yeah. yeah. And I, cl- I, I have the mask on and I close my eyes as a it, if it uh, takes a picture. Some of you, the sudden realization coming over you in a wave, the rest of you trying to hide from the realization to no avail. I need you to make a sanity roll as you experience this surreal time distortion. Come on, it's not like this is my first time. He's gonna do so much Wait, today. Go. Alright, it's all good. See, me and me. Oh, see, this is all saying, hey, Mika, look at. So you're used to this already. You've been in our coat long enough. That's, She's that's kind still of... thinking about the the maid she killed. <laughs> <laughs> the two good people are both failing. Andrew, please roll D3s. Wow. The rest of you, please remove one sanity. Roll what? D3, please. Oh. There's nothing new to me. Dr. Brightwood, Bishop, and Mika, you will all lose one sanity as you realize you've seen this picture before. And as you guys are in the present, the picture is snapped. Oh. Is my, uh, my, uh, when I finally get to look at the picture, the picture that we have already, is my, uh, golden, uh, wolf in the picture as with Wait. us? Because I want to look at this. Oh, by the way, Wait a minute. people die around the statue that I give people. That solely gets sucked into the, the statue. Uh. Why is me? Oh, no. Two. Ah, that's not so bad. Not so bad. No, say that when it's your sanity. Ooh, lucky you, Horst. Actually, I should roll bigger dice. No. No, um, you should. No, no. No, no. This is the proper dot. Yeah, this is the proper yeah, dot. It's true. You're gonna make me roll it. I'm gonna roll a d6. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. As you look around, Bishop, you see that the statue of the wolf has been given to one of the maids who is taking it politely to the rest of the foyer to be displayed alongside Horst's piece. And before you can do anything else, the psychic moves around the glass table and seats himself in the great chair at the center. The overhead light shines down on him, while the other lights set into the chair's headdress give him a beneficent halo. Please come to the table. If there are any questions you wish answered, I think I'll be able to help you. And as he speaks, he looks at each of you in turn, a quizzical look on his face as if trying to place where he has seen you before. He motions to each of you. Never met this man in my life. I think I need you all to come to the table. Brightwood whispers to Andrew, was this the one in the closet? No, that was a different guy. He's over there. By oh. this, he's the one stuffing I don't think I do know you then. Sorry. <laughs> well, we're all in the, the cult. Hmm. We're neighbors. Wait, he didn't tell us who... Asked who he already knew. At least. Uh, is there a way to roll to see if I know this man? Yeah, you know what? Fuck yeah. it. Let's all roll. Roll memory. You, uh, I How have information that? that you need to know. 
what uh, kind of information? I'll give you natural world. I'm not sure. Please. Let us begin the seance. Mm. 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 Kind of curious on what would happen with two powerful entities meet. Alright. Let's do this. As you all take your places around the table. Oh, you have joined... to sit on the table or like... Around the circular table you sit, joined by Count Heldorf and a sufficient number of partygoers to make up twelve. Once seated, Hunnison instructs everyone to place your hands on the table, fingers splayed. The light mm. overhead dims, along with the house lights, and the interior light under the frosted glass of the table comes up, giving everyone seated for the seance a ghostly underlit hue. The lights behind Hunnison's head continue to shine as well, and you now note that his chair is, see, is seated slightly higher than yours, giving him a commanding position as he rotates around. I can't do this because I'm making sure the bishop is safe, so everyone else, even the five, I'll add maid to do my, take my spot to, as a I don't person, but I know, hold on to uh, uh, the prophet to make sure he's safe. Yeah. I don't appreciate being looked down on. Can I take his seat? Sidarin, <laughs> at each participant, his eyes flash with intensity. Finally, he stops. Bishop? Yes? You feel his eyes boring into you. <laughs> There's a play of wills. Mm, so powerful. Close your eyes. What do you see? He's like, close your eyes, not power roll. Oh, I got wills. It made sense for power roll. Uh. He powerfully closed his eyes. Close a muscle. I look at him. Uh, how about you close your eyes? And let me show you something you haven't seen yet. And I'm going to show my memory of something I've seen not too long he ago. He moves on Darkness. from you. Oh, you do not have the opportunity as he moves on, <laughs> looking towards <laughs> Dr. Brightwood. Brightwood starts on something he's fancy. <laughs> Come on, man. That was cool roleplay. You can see something here you haven't seen before. Wow. Well, Doctor, maybe. close your I eyes. I have two dicks. Okay, sorry. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, Alexander closes his eyes. Make a power roll for me, man. Drew? Not me? No, I'm sorry. Uh, Dr. Brightwood. Can I use five luck? Alexander. I'll recommend you don't, because he rolled an extreme success. Ah, uh, can I use 70 no. luck? No, no, no. No, I only got 45 left. I couldn't if I wanted to. And I kind of do want to. No, no worry. I'm watching over you. This is why I made the power row. As you close your eyes, you feel, without actually seeing, Hanusen passes fingers over your face. Gradually. You feel yourself lifting away from your body, drifting off. Gradually, all sounds and tactile senses drop away from you. You feel like you're floating in an endless cold void. 
There's no sense of up or down. Your eyes, they cannot open. No matter how much you struggle, you feel that your mind is under terrific psychic assault as icy fingers are reaching into your skull, attempting to wrench your brain free. Right, it takes a second to hear remembers the pineapple. <laughs> you try and focus on the pineapple, but it's not there. All you see is blackness. <gasps> and then through the darkness, a momentary glimpse of a laughing face as the projected in black and white film. Countess Estrahazi. Her laughter ends abruptly as her face is now a steely mask of fury. Hand back the folder and I shall let you live. You will suffer only momentarily, and if you do not, then you will beg me for your death. Brightwood just throws up, just vomits all over himself. The rest of you see Brightwood sweating at first, mumbling, suddenly stiffening in his chair, and then begins to scream uncontrollably as projectile vomit launches out, coating Hanasen from head to toe. Oh. Oh. Well, this is not the first time this happened. Each of you are going to automatically lose five sanity points as you fail. God damn it, Alexander. How could you do this? I trusted you. I misread that. Did you? Dr. Brightwood, you specifically, not anyone else, are automatically going to lose five sanity points. Uh, It brings me down to a whopping 93 sanity. It's hard to imagine. Oh, God, I can barely keep it together. You're going to lose ten sanity points. As you fall temporarily insane. <laughs> that's you get the yeah, that's fair. Well, no, 88. Stop talking. Get a whole week of detention. Teach. Bring it on. Teach you right now. I'll see. I'll have a month of detention. I said, I'll smack him over that shaft. Please roll a d10. Hey, he gets a one. Oh, fuck. Three. Good enough. You stand up and try and run forward into the glass table and you hear it crack as you shatter it just a bit. It doesn't explode into shards, but you leave a, a spider web into it as you crack your hip on the side of it. Wait a minute. How did you do that? I was, I'm holding on to him. I told you I was holding on to him. You're going to take He's two damage strong. as you rip away from Bishop's grip. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, not again. <laughs> I call. I, I call for the maid to bring uh, some uh, some uh, tranquilizer. Have him go sleep. Tra- no, fuck that. Brightwood is just <laughs> fucking running. He is running as fast as he can out of here. He's Get gone. the trank darts. Get the trank darts. He's running again. There's a dog. Oh, uh, the dog will stay in his shadow just to keep him safe. Everyone else in the seance is erupting into chaos. Some people fall back, screaming off of their seats. Others are leaping up and trying to flee from the room back into the rest of the palace. I can. Can I take the chaos opportunity to try to pickpocket the guy again? Dexterity roll. Can I step on people as I walk towards uh, um, the prophet as he runs away? 
advantage? No. I'll let you spend four points if you'd like to succeed on that. I want advantage because we're in chaos. Oh, uh, bonus yeah. roll. Go ahead, that bonus and penalty. Yes, you get advantage. Yay. Yay. 50, 54. You succeed. And you go ahead and add... Money. She wants money. I know she. I know he wants money. I'm going to give him money. Money. <laughs> money. <laughs> I'm going to say you're going to get... I don't know what Russian money is. I'm just going to say marks. Rubles. Rubles. Rubles? And, and in 1920? Sure. Uh, I got yeah. rupees. Right. I thought you called them rupees because, you know, like Lincoln. No, I think that's the yeah, other. It's the rubles. Go ahead and add. Uh, 5,500 5, marks to your inventory. Yay. Get a fat stack of fat wad of bills. Go ahead and pill for that. Dr. Brightwood. Oh, sorry. Your eyes opened. You were able to see around you, but no matter where you look, you see the Countess Esterhazy's laughing face everywhere in the mirrored reflection of shop windows among the clouds, the mist. Having seen this, it's going to haunt your dreams. Mm. Oh. Can I accidentally kill somebody when I stamp on them while walking towards the... <laughs> Well, it's not an accident <laughs> to do it. Can I roll an accidental roll? Can I accidentally intentionally murder someone? <laughs> Finally, after pickpocketing and beating ass, making sure <laughs> that the prophet is safe, everything calms down. Hanusen successfully trying to calm the situation. Finally, things return to a semblance of normality. I like cuddled I cuddled the prophet in my arms like a baby, and I gave him like some liquor and uh some like like a, a hard uh No the prophet's uh, gone. Prophet fucking took off. No, we already said we found you. God, uh, you sure? Yes. Where is the problem? Because you just said so. Oh, he fucking booked it. He left. Okay. Then he full on fucking just left. He ran out the door and just kept running. Oh wait, his someone disappeared. His brain melted. This is the most terrifying thing that's happened to him. Oh, poor bro. All right. Well, we gotta He's go. He's gone. He fucking left. He's out. Oh wait, I, t- I put the dog inside your shadows. We can f- I'll find you whenever I want to find you. It's fine. Dr. Brightwood. Yeah. You continue to run through the night. Your lungs burn from the lactic acid as it builds up, but you continue to push through the night, the forest, the mists, everywhere you see the laughing face of Countess Esterhazy tailing you, and you continue to push and run. Intel. You just hear him periodically shrieking, just... Wait, how could we not hear that? You hear, in the distance, the ringing of bells. And you pull yourself together and shift your direction towards the ringing. Until, over the horizon, you see coming through the foliage a tower that sits atop a platform of red polypher. 
It's built of red brick in a Goliath Revival style, reminiscent of the northern German castle construction. The tower's base is a large atrium containing a life-size marble statue of Kaiser Wilhelm I, founder of the German Empire. The vaulted ceiling overhead is decorated with a neo-Byzantine mural, the iron reliefs of Kaiser's closest advisors. You continue to push, and you find yourself walking up the spiral staircase that wends its way up to the center of the tower to the observation platform 150 feet above the summit of the Carlsberg Hill upon which the tower sits. From here you have sweeping views of Grunwald, and the haven must, and the haven may, be taken in. You feel the wind rushing through you, its cool, refreshing air, breathing life into your lungs. As you pant, what do you do? <sighs> um, fuck, he gets higher. Gets up <laughs> as high as possible. Huffing, taking out some of the drugs that you have on your persons, you down them immediately and you start seeing colors. Everyone starts to think that he might see uh, some pineapple off in the distance. If only he could reach for it. And he uh, jumps. No, he doesn't jump. He, um, he just uh, fucking uh, lays down. He lays down and, and just is sobbing inconsolably. You see the pineapple. It's over the horizon. It's just close enough to be out of reach. You feel like if you jump, you could reach it. And then you collapse onto the ground, sobbing. And then in the shadows, you see movement. As you try and resist and get back to your feet, you're just so tired, your limbs are almost locked. And from the shadows emerge six figures that surround you. Looking down over you, you see the familiar faces of the wild boys, who all start to pick you up and gingerly nurse you back to health as they walk you down the staircases. Aww. That's why we make friends. <sighs> Boy, Prophet, you've seen better days. Man, what happened to you? You boys, you ain't so wild, are ya? Well, yeah, we know where our bread is buttered. Let's uh, take you on home, huh? Alex just collapses. Just fucking no bones. Uh, no bones, stay. Back at the Palace of the Occult. So what are the rest of you doing? I, I was just sitting there that whole time, just watching everything. Like, literally had no idea what to do. Observing the commotion, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Brian Wood is gone. Uh, the instructor of the seance just got projectile vomited on. And I got 550 marks. Yeah. Out of seemingly nowhere. Bishop is accomplished. Bishop is looking one direction because of uh, his dog. And he's following where his dog is. He's walking straight into the one direction without any fault. Or any. Like he knows where he's going. And he just disappears in the shadows. Like he was there a second ago. You blink your eyes, and he's gone. <laughs> I didn't like Bishop anyway. I'm glad he's gone. 
Bishop, oh, no. you absconded into the night, taking to the shadows. <laughs> the rest of you still at the palace? I mean, what's happening now? Everyone yes, the has retreated. The seance is over. It has come to an abrupt halt. The rest of the parties have broken off into their cliques and hurriedly and quietly talk to each other in hushed murmurs. Oh, well, this is late. Yeah. We should go home now. Yeah, yes. Gonna do one last uh, sweep of the attendees, see if they have anything else good in their pockets. Absolutely. Give me one last dexterity roll as you make your way through the crowds. Oh, wow. Uh, that it. <laughs> you find one of the most exquisite pieces of jewelry that you've ever seen in your life, and you somehow, through all the commotion, you see that there is an opening as this princess or something She's distracted. You lean in and steal. Go ahead and add one heart of the ocean to your inventory. Oh my god. What? How could you do this? You just stole anyway. Jack's necklace. What the fuck, dude? How oh. could you do this? That's awesome. We have to nice, get... Nicely now. done. I just... Um, yes. Uh, into the car, everyone. Uh, we're gonna go get some Dairy Queen <laughs> on the way home. <laughs> Brightwood materializes in the car with you. <laughs> Did somebody say Dairy Queen? None for you. You ran away. <laughs> bad, Excuse bad, me. Bad. Uh... <laughs> so, like, like Andrew's gonna hurriedly rush everybody out with like urgency. Like, yes, yes, yes. We're gonna go now. Nothing's happening. All right, and, you know, get your little bags and everything. We're gone. Oh, yeah, we gotta, you gotta get your, uh, your, cause you got your party bag, your, your swag bags, so make sure you get your swag bags, too. Yes. Aww. Maybe still a couple bottles of champagne while you're at it. No, it's just, it's just, we're going, we're going. Mika's already waiting outside. What is, what isn't the heart of the sea fake, anyways? What? No. One of them was. There was a fake one, but I doubt this is the fake one. <laughs> Oh, maybe this is the reason why there's a fake one. Because she lost the real one. I stole it. That's where it went. Piling into the car, you guys all deposit yourselves into the... Jack when he uh, floated down to the bottom of the ocean. I thought that's where it was. Finding yourself... She finds it later when she's like an old lady. You're going to get us killed if you keep on doing this to us. You all... For the expedient's sake, pile into the car and retreat back into the city. And somehow, you find a huge group of wild boys pulling Dr. Brightwood between them. Just as Bishop uh, tracks him down, you all rendezvous. So, synchronicity, amazingly. And piling into the cars, you are almost back at the Church of Starry Wisdom when you come to a police checkpoint. Wait, what about my checkpoint? Where's my checkpoint at? You get none. I know, I actually made one. I ordered it. They put a wall around our territory so nobody can just come in and go when they please. As your caravan is stopped at the checkpoint and your persons are checked over and looked, you're Uh, asked to step outside of the vehicle. Who, me or everybody? 
So we're who, all here. Okay, Everyone who's driving? in the party is all there. The car is currently uh, being driven by one of the members of the church. All right. I, I will go out. You just stay inside. And so I'll head out. I'll smile. Hello, guy. Hello, officer. Glad to see you. How are you doing? We have donated a good amount to your your pricksings. We we always support. Yes. Um. Uh, how can I help you? Hands up. And he pulls yeah. a gun and puts it on you. <laughs> oh, you got oh no. Yeah. And I look at him in the eye. It's like, are you sure, boss? He wasn't read his rights. <laughs> and I, I, I snap my finger and my uh, four cars I brought with me actually came out and the maids with guns came out I was like are you sure about that? he's taken back only for a moment as the four cars peel around all flashing the head by head beams into his eyes Tommy guns maids all pointing at him and I just watch him carefully and I walk closer to him while he has his gun at me and I get right up to his face and give him like beautiful kiss. And I'm like, I respect authority. Especially my own. Yeah, right with guns off the too. Can we please stop kissing random people? <laughs> not kissing a random person, this is a cop. He's a, a random, random freaking cop. I don't mind. Uh, and then That's I, I, I pull my shirt and make. You're like, spending a night in the decontamination room for that. <laughs> I pull my uh, my uh, my uh, jacket like close, you know, with two hands, make sure it's nice and tidy. Now, explain to me why you stopped us before we are no longer friends. Hmm. We have orders from the Fuhrer to bring you in, dead oh. or alive. And he pulls the trigger, and as you are shot in the head, the flash <gasps> illuminates the entire square around you. You see that the buildings are lined with two riflemen on each side of the street as three other police officers rush forward. And that's where we're going to end tonight's session. Wow. Oh, fuck. How many times are you going to die? Fucker. I mean, this is, a, this is a pretty low uh, count compared to some Oh my god. You killed Bishop. You monster! You bastard! You monster! And this is why I have magic, man. I put the armor for a reason. I knew something. Good move. The armor should still be up. I need you to make a dodge roll as I try and hit you with a 16. Can I go with a dexterity, please? No. Dodge roll. If you want to increase your dodge, you do that at the end of the session. Well, you never said we could do that at the end of all this. I'm seeing it now. And I have to reread those rules. Stop questioning the DM. It's going to be He's 1 D10. So I got to roll 1 D10? 7 damage? You're going to take 7 damage from uh, your magical armor. <laughs> I got 3 armors. I got 3 left. I look him in the eyes. Now it's my. Can I please shoot him as a respawn before we no. go? Can't you would have had to shoot. not dodge. You would have had to uh, parry or whatever instead of dodging. And when you rolled dexterity, you could have died, but... No, stop it. You didn't do it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so I have two... Eight, 
So this encounter, I'm going to continually make the police more of a threat to you guys. As what are the, we getting arrested for? The fear wants to talk to us. All right, we'll metagame a little bit right here. So the Countess Esterhazy, as the Witch Queen of Berlin, has yeah. her fingers in all the power structures, including the police, including the Nazis, including the politicians of the Reichstag. She is personally sending these police to apprehend and kill you. Because we're awesome and we have a cult. Yeah, it's because we the police guys. We can't fuck with that. I mean, I don't know about you, but uh, I was taught to uh, fuck the police. So there is a hard time limit of so eventually there is going to be firepower brought against you that is just going to it's going to kill you because it's she has so... a, she has the military. So we actually got to go find her now. Oh, we so got to kiss our way. Out, we got to kiss our way out of here real quick. <laughs> you got to. Yeah. You're going to have right. to find her and deal with her in one way or another before she deals with you. Can we not just pay the police off? We have no. to pay them more than what she's paying them. We have the funds. You got to pay more than Wookie's paying them. Wookie's paying them a lot. How much is he paying? Too much. All the money. Uh, just Wookie, all I of it. Found something I'm gonna give you for, uh... They have to keep Wookie happy because if they don't, Wookie will will them out of existence. He literally is, yeah. <laughs> if only I could do that with the right wing in here, in this country. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right, guys, that's where we're going to end tonight. Thank you all for playing. Good night. Good night. Battle made uh, against cops. All right. <laughs>